song right <laughs> i wish i had something like that for me yeah uh so welcome to the terran show uh i uh that was a song made by dolly high um you can find on uh, soundcloud soundcloud.com slash dolly high dolly high um that's d-a-l-i high um <laughs> they made a song for me that uh I thought it was pretty cool. We uh, we're I'm I'm accepting applications for songs. Uh, applications is probably not the right word. Um, submissions for songs. Uh, I got that one over the last week. I I liked it. Um, don't worry, Will Seaman's song is uh is not going to go away either. Uh, that one is also a lot of fun. Keep up the good work, Dolly High. That was pretty crazy. That was epic. It was, uh, yeah. And thank you so much for for sending it in. Uh, anyone else that wants to, you can uh, you can send it to me on Twitter if you want. Uh, having a lot of fun with these, but yes, hello everyone and welcome to the Terran Show. It is time for episode four, and today uh, you've already heard her. I've got a wonderful, wonderful guest. It's Audrey Middleton from Big Brother Seventeen and creator of the uh, is in my book most successful online reality show ever made. Right. <laughs> yes, more successful than Big Brother Over the Top, even. I think so. Uh, we all know what what, what that <laughs> turned into. Uh, yes, Audrey, probably best known for starting the international fashion trend of blanketing. Um, yes, Josh from Big Brother 19 has recently imitated this fashion trend. Um, so, really, truly a trendsetter. Thank you. Yeah, I I loved his work. I think he did a great job. <laughs> awesome um all right so uh yeah I, um we released the episode with ian terry last week uh had some great responses i thought that the conversation went really well i enjoyed talking with ian um i thought it was especially interesting hearing you know uh, like what what does it mean as a very young person to get a bunch of money and a bunch of attention? Like, how does that affect your personality? And it's really cool to, uh, to, to see some, uh, some nice self-reflection from Ian. Like, uh, he handled the money well. He kind of, you know, is upfront about the fact that, yeah, it probably went to his head for like a year. Um, but you know, it, it gave him a lot of confidence and that's really cool to see. So, uh, today we have Audrey. And the first thing I wanted to ask you, Audrey, was, um, that I think, this is something that I've sort of uh, an observation I've made of you that I think we have in common that like we both share a love of games, especially these like social games. Uh, obviously, you went on Big Brother. You were participating in ORGs online before that. And now with Sequester, uh, where does all this the love of games come from? I love to break down the psychology in games. It's fun to see you know, how well you can outthink your opponents. And um, I really love the adrenaline you feel when you're playing games. I love the competitive nature of them. I love breaking down the psychology of your opponents. I love seeing how people react to things that are unexpected. And um, I, I just love the whole stimulating experience that they have to offer. Is there a difference for you uh, between, you know, watching these games, playing them or, or running them? Like, or is it all sort of the same love of games? You know, it's really interesting to see how far someone is willing to go. Um, you know, when you are playing a game like Big Brother or Sequester or Survivor, you know, your own personal limit, limits are kind of put to the test. And um, the elements of that game and that circumstance, you know, really, I mean, they make you purge a certain side of you um, that exists within all of us. You know, there is all this kind of like darker side. We all kind of have this dark passenger as like maybe Dexter would refer to. <laughs> And um, it's interesting to see like how much power 
someone is willing to give to that side of themselves to win a game. Um, and it's fascinating to me to see like the cleverness and um, just the whole, the whole thing to watch it all go down. It's, I think that's a great way of putting it. I think that really uh, it will help me explain my love for these games in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, how how important is because I, I know for me, like when I think about if I ever played these games, uh, like and it, really if I ever play any game, it's it's all about winning for me. I'm so competitive. How important is winning to you when you think about these games? It's so important. Yeah, <laughs> I want to win so bad. I am super competitive. I am very, very competitive and I probably hate losing more than I like winning. Yeah. That's how much I love games. Yeah. I, it, when I think about like if I ever, ever did go on Big Brother, it'd be like, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever watch the show again. If I lost, I'd just be so mad. Uh, is that something that it was that part of, uh, of your experience in Big Brother 17? Like, did you feel very frustrated that you lost and was it hard to go back to it? Um, yes, I was frustrated that I lost, um, and I could not watch my season, but it wasn't because that I lost. It's because I just think I am like such an awkward person and I do <laughs> the most awkward things, like put a blanket on my, I just can't watch it. <laughs> I can do those things with no shame, but watching myself do those things is a totally different thing. And I, I can't do that. Um, but I... I wasn't, I wasn't salty that I lost and my, my blanketing wasn't a result of, you know, me being a sore loser. It was just the accumulation. It, it manifested itself because it was the accumulation of all the emotions that I was internalizing because I was alone in that house. You know, it wasn't a normal circumstance where in my everyday life, if there's someone who doesn't like me or there's someone who is rude to me or something like that, I will just, you know, not have anything to do with them. I won't surround myself with that. My, I won't surround myself with them, but I am in a circumstance where I have to. And that's just the way that it manifested. Yeah. Just like as a way to sort of like try and shut everyone out. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Uh, yeah. Also, I mean, there is a little cynical part of me that likes to make people a little bit uncomfortable and, um, I would be lying if I said that that wasn't part of it as well. You know, I was making us, I was making a very physical statement of, you know, how I was feeling. Uh, so how long had you been a fan of Big Brother before, uh, before you went on? Um, I've been a fan of Big Brother for a few years, but I was always a fan of Survivor way before Big Brother. Um, and I, I was a fan of Big Brother. I watched the episodes but I did not um, watch the live feeds, which I regret Yeah, um, because the episodes are very misleading and not just, you know, as far as like the, the gameplay sometimes, but the perspective of time itself. Um, you don't you have no grasp of like how much downtime there really is until you watch the feeds or you experience it firsthand. Yeah, that's that's interesting to to hear you say that that um, the episodes gave you a, a warped perception of the time because I think obviously that was um, probably something I imagine that you'd change going back if you ever did go back that you'd sort of try to anticipate just how much it was it is sort of a marathon as opposed to a sprint that and I think that's something that we talked about when we were analyzing your game in terms of like you were used to these ORGs that were much faster paced um and I don't think we knew whether or not you had watched the feeds before but um obviously you came out of the gate swinging um in in uh very entertaining ways and you were very successful in the first bit of the game before it sort of uh crashed around you um do you think you would try and play a much slower paced game if you went back? Um, yes, absolutely. I, I do think that slow and steady wins the race um, on Big Brother. I would focus more on my personal relationships with people. I would still absolutely play a dirty game because <laughs> that's just how I am. I like to play a dirty game. I, I would do whatever I'd have to do to get to the end. And... Um, but I would absolutely do it at a much slower pace. 
uh, when I watched the Big Brother episodes, I I perceived the show as like, wow, all these people are getting together so early, so soon, and moves are being made in the first episode, and there's all this game talk already, and that's normal. Um, kind of like Survivor, where, you know, it's just, I perceived the pace similarly. I didn't really connect that this is a three-month-long thing, and it's not constant gameplay all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what was it that, that pushed you to actually apply to be on the show? Because, uh, you know, I now that I talk to a bunch of people that have been on the show, it, it always strikes me as like, I never would have considered it if I'd never gotten into this world. It seems like it seemed like a, such a foreign thing to me. Uh, like, what what was it that inspired you to, to, to even try? You know, growing up, um, growing up, like I said, I, I grew up watching Survivor since season one and I would host competitions I've been hosting games since I was in elementary school, you know, with people in my neighborhood. And I've been hosting orgs, ORGs, since I was in elementary school and middle school. And I just always grew up wanting to compete on some type of um, platform, like Survivor um, or Big Brother. And as I started to watch Big Brother, I thought, okay, this would actually be great for me. You know, it's indoors, it's survivor inside of a house. Um, so that's initially what, what made me, what made me do it. It was also around the time that, um, Caitlyn Jenner had come out as who she is. And I thought, well, this might be an opportune time for me to get on the show because people are talking about this now. And she was so well received by people, um, at the time that she came out and I thought this is now or never like now would be the time for CBS to act on it because they've never done it. And um, if they're going to do it. I think now would be the time. And it ended up working out the way that I thought. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> perceived that situation. Well, uh, were you concerned at all, though? You know, going on such a huge platform, you know, tons of eyes are going to be on you. Uh, were you concerned at all about what that would mean in, in any sense? Absolutely. I was so concerned because I'm such an introverted person in my real life. I keep to myself. Um, I have my like close circuit of friends. And, um, when I leave the house, it's, you know, maybe like once a week I go out, you know, actively socially, um, with friends, maybe like once a week, once every few weeks, I'm very much a homebody. I like, um, editing and doing things on my computer. And I like expressing myself creatively in my own space. And I just don't need or necessarily like all the extra attention and energy around me all the time, like, like some people. Um, so when I knew, when I found, I knew when I signed up for this, that, you know, I was putting myself completely out there and there was no hiding. Um, and at the very least, what would come out of it was me not giving any more F's about <laughs> what anyone thinks. Um, you know, people are going to see me at my absolute worst. And now the worst is over. I ripped off the bandaid. So anything I was insecure about anything, you know, I was ever worried about on a personal level. Um, it's out the window. Was it was that something that you were concerned a lot about before Big Brother, where it was like, you know, you felt like you didn't want to or that you gave a lot of F's about what people were thinking and that you were trying to, uh, you know, not necessarily hide, but not like put yourself out there. Um. Yeah. I mean, I felt like when you go out in the world, you, I'm just, I personally have experienced how cruel, you know, the world can be sometimes. And, um, when you, it felt like at the time, like, well, you have to keep up this persona and you have to be what other people want you to be. And, um, it was something that I, had to overcome myself. So I'm really glad that I went on the show and I came out as who I am on the show because I wasn't even necessarily out in my real life. You know, my employer didn't know a lot of friends didn't know I was just being Audrey. Um, I felt like why I, I still feel like justifying your, um, gender or sexuality or, 
um, ethnicity, anything is ridiculous, you know? Um, but I'm glad I did it because I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to be able to exemplify that, um, willingness and courage for people who also might be struggling, um, who, who also could be holding themselves back because they give too many F's what other people think. Were there any specific experiences that you went through? You know, you talked about having some uh, some some bad experiences prior to this that sort of uh, put you in that spot where you felt like you needed to be a certain kind of way and that maybe you you weren't putting yourself out there. Like, were there anything was there anything in particular that uh, that that put you in that place? Um, I mean, I grew up in a very conservative town, a conservative family. Um, you know, my parents had never been exposed to, um, anyone who was transgender, um, and very few people who were even just gay. Um, so it was a very like, I don't know, is taboo the right word? It was like a weird, um, thing for them to kind of understand. Um, and they didn't know what to do. And, um, I think they thought maybe it was something I would grow out of or um, it was something that would go away. And then when it didn't, it, it seemed like something that needed to be suppressed. And it always seemed like not just at home, but my environment, you know, rejected me for kind of being different. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've o- I was always eccentric. I was always... Um, kind of out there and expressing myself the way that I wanted to. Um, I always chose the female character in all the video games, <laughs> you know. I always identified um, with that femininity, and um, it was often rejected by people on the outside. Um, and so a majority of my life was me not conforming and um, just kind of persevering through what felt like was me against the world trying to change me to what to fit a vision that was, you know, appropriate for them and what was good for them. Um, did that answer your question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so this moment when you finally decided to go on big brother was, was really like a turning point in your life in terms of deciding to like, I no longer give any F's. I'm just, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be open about, uh, who I am and, and what I'm doing. Uh, did that, did that feel very empowering or, or relieving in any way? Uh, it was super empowering. You know, I was finally standing up to my demons, you know, I was going and I was just being my authentic self. I wasn't hiding anything anymore. I was, out as who I am and people had to accept it whether they liked it or not. Um, and I had to accept it whether I like it or not. And, um, I'm glad that I did it because it's not something I second guess. It's not something I think twice about, or I I stay up at night wondering, you know, if I hadn't done this, how different would my life be? Like, I don't have to answer to anyone. I am who I am. And, um, I, I'm so happy that I did it. Yeah. Do do you feel like there's any, any, at this point now that you are, uh, you know, out in the open, you know, you've been on television, uh, you know, you're running this, this online show. Do you feel like there's any pressure to be open now where it's like, uh, we want, like, we want to hear you open up more about your experiences. I mean, even just, you know, being on this show, I'm asking you questions about your, your experiences. And, and, uh, do, do you feel like there's some pressure there in any way? Yeah, I do a little bit. I I do feel like sometimes there are people who expect you to be um, more like completely transparent and expect you to answer to things that maybe people couldn't even answer to themselves, Um, which is fine because, I mean, it's it's all like a projection, you know, like they're seeking that connection um, and I'm flattered that people do want me to speak my mind on certain things. Is there any, now that you, you've made this, this decision and you, you no longer give any Fs, is there any part of you that feels like uh, you kind of want to 
fade back into the background. Like, you know, you're already, you're already at uh, the place where you want to be personally. Uh, but now you kind of just like you, as you said, you're like, you're an introvert. Like, would you rather just kind of, you know, do your own thing and, and not have as much spotlight on you? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't want to be on Big Brother in the first place uh, just because of the platform. I feel like what I learned was is that there are a lot of people who do these shows and sign up for the shows because they're motivated by the platform. And they think that, you know, all these opportunities are going to come from them competing on a reality show. Um, but that was never why I signed up. I signed up because I loved the game and um, just everything about the game. And so now like in my daily life, like I rarely post on my Instagram. I don't really post much on Facebook unless it's about sequester. You know, I really do keep my personal life personal. Um, and I do keep to myself and I don't expose very much to the world because I don't need that. I'm just not that person that needs that extra attention. I don't need that. Yeah, that's that's interesting to me. Uh, and, and we talked about this a little bit pre-show, but like as as I'm doing more of my own podcasting stuff, obviously I am not getting the attention nearly to the extent as as you Big Brother people. But I I am experiencing myself like there's more attention on me. There's you know there's more crazy people uh, you know uh, being weird toward me and uh, people yelling at me for various things and wanting to know like private information. And it's like it's it's a weird experience especially for me as uh, probably like a, an introvert that that is fairly private like uh it's it's a strange experience and uh i i'm, I'm glad to know that uh that i i can talk to other people that are going through the same thing it's it's a weird experience yeah i mean it it's exciting when it happens you know um but everything has an expiration date i feel like and for me personally like i just I, I am not like a fan of all the attention. I, I, I would rather just be kind of a number in the mix. I would much rather be known for um, things that I've contributed and things I'd rather my projects or things that I'm my passion projects, things that I work on get way more attention than me personally. Yeah, I I really appreciate that about you. Uh, I I think that's a, a very admirable trait. Um, you know, I, I not that there's anything wrong with the people that that enjoy the spotlight, but um, I personally I think I relate to the people that are a little more uh, just private about things in general. Um, but you know, you you definitely did have a lot of attention when you went on Big Brother, um, and certainly when you came out. What was that like? What was that attention uh, like? Did you did you like the what was being said about you? Were you did you were you a fan of the way that you were portrayed in in articles and all of that, or was it kind of like I'm not sure about this whole thing? I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I did not read a single article that was written about me. I didn't watch a single video that was made about me. I didn't read any comments. I barely read tweets that were tweeted. Um, I did not stick my nose in it. I'm sure there were opinions all over the board about oh, yeah, me sure. and my presence on the game and just who I am. Um, but I, since I, I had done it, I love who I am and I don't need anyone else's opinion or criticism. Um, I'm very content. It all being kind of mysterious. No more F's. Yes. <laughs> I think that's really smart. I think that uh, there's really not a lot of value in, uh, in reading the stuff and the comments or the articles or anything like like what, like what is it going to do for you? You, you know who you are. If you're confident in that, then you don't need anything else. Right. Um, so it does seem as though there are some, uh, it seems as though these, uh, these issues, these transgender issues in particular are appearing more and more on these reality shows between, uh, obviously what happened on survivor and, uh, and, and actually very recently on the live feeds, we had, you know, Cody, uh, made comments about transgender people and actually, uh, talked about, you. The instance with Cody on Big Brother, um, especially, I guess, what just occurred most 
recently in the past 24 hours, um, Cody and Jason were having a conversation in a hot tub um, because Jessica had brought, she was talking about have nots and how I was a have not and I was the first transgender person on Big Brother. And um, Jason was inquiring about who I am and referring to me as an it. If I was, if it was a man or a woman and Cody laughed and said it was a man in a dress. Um, and personally, lucky for me, I have really good self-esteem, so I'm okay. And I do appreciate everyone who has messaged me and has commented me that was worried that, um, this was going to phase me, um, in some way. But it's not. But I do, my heart does go out to the people who are transitioning and the people who are transgender and are offended by this. It is offensive. Um, It is ignorant. But I'm not going to lose my humanity and attack him or, you know, project ignorance back onto him. I could easily project a lot of reasons why there is a psychological disconnect between him and um, you know, my personal minority or, and a bunch of other things, but, um, two wrongs don't make a right. And for the people who are upset by this, you know, I think rage tweeting and rage commenting, rage posting stuff, isn't going to help Cody or Jason understand or anyone else who is saying or acting the way that they do. Um, send them information to educate them. Um, and it will be up to them ultimately if they want to do it. I mean, ignorance is bliss as they all say. And if that is their decision to stay that way, then that is on them. Um, I wish that we could, you know, I, I don't want to say like, I'm not optimistic that all of humanity is going to come together one day And, you know, this whole, all these labels that we put on each other to make sense of everything is just going to stop and we're just going to be who we are and everything's going to be fluid. But as of right now, I mean, don't get, don't let yourself, don't lower yourself to that person's um, emotional and psychological understanding because two wrongs do not make a right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a really admirable approach to it, especially as, you know, not only as uh, the uh, you're, you know, they're essentially talking about transgender people and and you as uh, you, you sort of represent that, but they're actually directly talking about you and you're able to to say that, you know, look, this is this is you, you don't you need to stoop to their level. You don't need to um, uh, you react necessarily in that way, which I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with reacting that way especially if you do feel attacked but uh, i i do appreciate that uh the i think the strength that it takes to to stand back and say look i i don't want to stoop to that level i don't want to go there so how do you feel about how uh how like jessica and and matt handled that situation because jessica as you mentioned was involved she brought you up and then was essentially laughing along with them but kind of like holding cody's mouth like stop it you're being offensive um but obviously not like trying to be like this is wrong just like this is dumb uh and matt who essentially was just like "Ah, i'm out of here i'm not gonna get involved in this um i perceive jessica as someone who is self-aware um, and calculated because she was not wanting Cody to say something on television. She's very aware that people are watching her and um, they're going to perceive this conversation a certain way. Um, and she's intelligent enough to know that the direction it was going was not a positive one. Um, the, the thing is, is I don't want to like, I don't take offense to anything. Because, first of all, I don't care what they think. Um, But second of all, I mean, they're on a TV show. I empathize for the circumstance that they're in because I was in that circumstance. Um, Sometimes you have conversations with people and you can't forget, like, people can't forget that you are playing a game. And not everyone is going to separate their humanity um, and 
from the game. You know, they have to awkwardly laugh to go along with conversation. So I don't know if they were laughing because they thought it was funny, because it was awkward, because they felt like they had to, because they felt like they couldn't uh, be opinionated and stand up for it. I would hope that somebody would stand up and say why this is wrong. But I, I just, I have no, I have no expectations for people to do that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's generally the uh, the response that we get. You know, like they're playing a game uh, as much as we would like to see the right thing happen there. Uh, even the person that might do the right thing might decide it's better for my game if I don't, which does kind of get you into a morally gray area. But I think that's is kind of what Big Brother is, and it's kind of part of the intrigue of what Big Brother is. So, um, yeah. The situation was uncomfortable. And so I think sometimes people laugh when they're uncomfortable. That could just me be me wanting to believe that, um, you know, better of Matt and Jessica in the situation. Um, but I don't know. So I don't know. I agree. I think that, um, you know, oftentimes people will just they'll laugh as as a way of just being like, I. I don't I don't know how to respond to this, especially especially if you're on TV and you're playing a game. I can easily see why somebody would might just laugh uncomfortably, um, but they, they could also just be laughing normally. You know, we, we don't really know. And I don't think it's right to uh, sort of um, try to interpret it uh, any which way, because they they know what they're feeling in that moment and uh, they can answer to it uh, once they're out and, and say what they what they feel, what they truly feel. Um, I don't I don't want to excuse. I don't want people to think that I'm excusing the action, but there's just so many factors that go into it. You know, on my, and I mean, a per, you don't have to, I've, I've been saying this a lot, but you don't have to lose your humanity when you're playing this game, but you get carried away and your ego is, you know, the biggest villain of it all. And that dark passenger that is with us, like that is your ego and it comes out in this game. And so, like, as you're, you're manipulating on a daily basis, like you are purging this really all the ugly sides of you know, being a human when you're playing these games. And so sometimes stuff like that happens on my season. Um, Jason and Meg made fun of me and said that people should pull my pants down to see if I was even transgender. Um, and when I found out, of course I was like very disappointed, but since the show, I've gotten to know Jason, Jason apologized. I believe that it was authentic and people just say stupid shit like we're still a primitive species like we can barely coexist with people who are different from us yeah well do you do you kind of feel like um that like having you know knowing somebody like like that who's who's maybe said something very hurtful um but then you're able to sort of talk to them afterward for you are you a person where it's, it's really like actions matter more than than words or or is that kind of taking it too far absolutely um i mean words are just sounds that we make to under to make sense of things and people talk all the time people say things all the time that they don't mean um and it ultimately comes down to your actions and um jason did make an authentic effort after the show to express how sorry he is and um he still makes efforts to keep in touch with me and um i don't think that he has anything to gain from doing that if he didn't enjoy the person that i am that's good i like that uh okay so how do you like again like as as somebody who is is slowly dealing with like a little just a little little bit more and more attention like how do you find the 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 courage and the fortitude to just kind of like be out there and have these people talking about like like you having the the courage and fortitude to not look at articles about you and to uh to just not care and just be who you are i think that it comes down to self-acceptance i think that when you truly accept who you are um the perceptions that people project onto you, they don't matter because you're so secure with who you are and you know who that person is that there's nothing that can 
even dent that a little bit or forge a crack just a little bit. Um, I think it just comes down to, you know, just truly accepting who you are and loving who you are. I think, I think that's such a, an important thing. Like, you know, I, I, uh, something that like when I sort of grew to be, to be who I am today is, is that like, I, I didn't, I didn't like myself when I was in high school. Like I, I was this kind of a miserable kid for a long time. And, uh, it wasn't like, I, I was always looking to like, how do I get out of this? How do I be happy? And I just couldn't understand how until I recognized that like, I just need to figure out how to like myself. How do I do that? I just need to be the person I want to be. And then if I, if I can do that, if I can be like this version of myself that I like, then I'll like myself and everything will be better. And it really, it's, it changed my life. And, uh, I, I think it's so important to be able to feel comfortable with yourself and to, to love who you are. And it sounds so corny, like love yourself, but really like, I I do think it's so important. It sounds corny, but it's hard. People struggle with it. All yeah. ever, so many people struggle with it all the time. Um, we put as humans, we put like this ridiculous standard of, you know, a certain way that life should be and, you know, uh, how a person should look and how a person should carry themselves and all these things that we should aspire, like, I guess, kind of keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, when you truly like you are connected to you and who you are and you love yourself, like none of that stuff fucking matters. Then you can really start enjoying your life um, because nothing is going to. Uh, this is starting to sound very Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's great though. No, I love it. Um, it's I, I'm really uh, I'm really enjoying uh, talking to you about it because uh, you know it's it's I think I really I think people might, might be afraid to talk about it because it sounds so Disney Channel, but uh, but it's I I really do feel like it's so important and uh, I really appreciate hearing the message from you. Um, so I mean, let's talk about who you are and your passion project in uh, with Sequester because uh, you know you came out of Big Brother and you decided to uh, start up this new game show. Kind of is that an appropriate way to describe it? Yeah, it's an online game show. Yeah. So did you did you always plan on doing this like post Big Brother? Was that part of the plan to get some publicity for Sequester, or did that was that sort of like a, a happy coincidence? Like what happened there? Um, it was kind of a happy coincidence, you know. Like like I said, I grew up playing these online games. I grew up hosting games for my friends um, that lived in my neighborhood. Um, I always loved the competitive nature of the game. And then after I was on the game, you know, I firsthand, I saw things that I liked and I didn't like, and it really inspired me to um, take the things that I, I love from all these shows and try to manifest a product that is totally original and um, that other people like me can enjoy and like-minded people who really crave that experience. Um, I wanted to provide as close to it as I could, um, for them. So when did you come up with this idea? I think I started really thinking about it after I was voted off of the show. I got back in touch with my org community. Um, there's a whole community online of people. There's actually thousands of people who play these games uh, regularly and intensely. And, um, when I got off the show, uh, a lot of people from the community reached out and, um, people were curious about it and they wanted to play. They were like, how can I find these games? How can I play these games? And the people I knew from the community were so excited that I actually got to be on a show and, you know, I broke through and I, I got to do the real thing. And what was it like? And, um, after all the excitement around it and talking to all those people about it, I was, it just, it really inspired me. That's awesome. So, so for anyone that, that doesn't know what Sequester is, how would you describe like what it is and how it works? So Sequester is a one week long game that I've created. Um, I have arranged a schedule so that it is just two hours a night of your evening And, um, it's really kind of an immersive experience at, in your own living room, kind of, um, 
the format of the game itself is, you know, similar to shows like Big Brother and Survivor. You're interacting with people you don't know, 12 to 16 people you don't know. Um, and you have to socialize with them and ultimately find a way each night to uh, make sure that you're not the one who gets eliminated by your opponents. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, so like, what was the process for coming up with the, the rules? Like, how did you decide on what the game was going to be structured like and all that? Um, well, I wanted to create something that was its own concept. Um, I didn't want it to be like, I didn't want nominations. I didn't want an HOH. I didn't want the same format. I do think that it is, um, very important for there to be like a competition for safety. But I, I liked, there's a show called, um, the genius that really inspired me. Have you ever watched it? Of course. I love the genius. I love the style of competitions in that show and how um, they're just like these giant social competitions that have all these layers and you kind of have to work with other people to get through the layers. And um, every single time they, every single day of the game is a different game. And so I really wanted to bring that element into sequester. So while there is a competition for safety every night and while you communicate with these people and you ultimately have to vote one or two people out a night, um, there is this whole extra-ness um, to the game where you really have to um, think and you really have to purge that kind of dark side of yourself um, in the game and see how far you're willing to go to win because the twists that occur in sequester really force you to decide like, am I willing to um, vote out the allies that I made on night one to get ahead to night two um, or to night three? And um, it, it's honestly such a hard experience to articulate I've actually um, been working on a like mini documentary um, and I've, I finished editing it and I hope that I can release it maybe over like the next week. Um, but it is the perspective of, you know, I've had over a hundred people play this game and it, it is the perspective of all these people um, who have played the game and how um, intense it actually is. When I was creating the game, I was just thinking, how can I create an experience like Big Brother and take all those feelings, you know, the joy, the happiness, and then the lows and everything. How can I cram that into something that someone can experience just from the comfort of their own living room or bedroom um, through a webcam? And each time I host the game, I try to cast people who I see like that hunger in them you know, to really want to play a game and want to win it. Um, and the way that I design the game is I try to come up every single night with different twists and competitions that will force the contestants to think critically and very strategically about what is going to get them ahead. I want to push everybody into um, situations where they are forced to work with people that they don't want to and they are forced to potentially turn on people that they don't want to and I want to constantly push them every single night to see how far um, each person is willing to go to win the game and so it's been fascinating to to watch um, all the emotions and the energy that um, people put into this and how close people feel after like the people who've played this game, they really feel like they were on a show like Big Brother or Survivor. They really feel connected to these strangers that they only met uh, for two hours a night for just one week. And after the week, they're all planning, you know, within the next few weeks to fly to one central place in the country to meet each other and spend time with each other and... Um, admittedly, like they all talk to each other more than they talk to people in their real lives. And 
um, it feels cool to have been able to kind of capture what I wanted, that experience, and cram it into this, you know, seemingly simple online game from the outside. Um, but for people who play it, I mean, it is very real to them. Yeah, it's it's awesome that you that you've been able to to recreate this in in such a way, and in the like uh, the the production value too is just I think uh, something that because you know th- like you said like there are there have been orgs and and uh, you know people have have tried you know fan based games before but this is like this feels like something on a on a different level uh that's like somewhere in between like the cbs on television produced thing and like just a regular fan run uh kind of competition and i really enjoy that because there is somebody like you who has this like immense passion for it it's you're not just playing for ratings all the time like you this is like the most pure version of this kind of thing that we can experience and i'm really uh excited about um all of this and like what you uh, plan on doing uh, in the future. How successful have, has this been for, for you or for like, do you pay attention to audience numbers or, or anything like that? It's been way more successful than I ever anticipated it. The community gets larger and larger every single um, game that I host. And I say community because like there are two sides to the sequester community. There are the alumni who have actually played the game. Um, and then there are the voyeurs, as I call them, the people who watch the game and they tweet during the show. And we've trended on Twitter multiple times um, because so many people are interacting while the show is taking place. And what's really cool about this too is, is as a viewer, you really do get the opportunity to interact with someone that you are watching on your screen for multiple hours. Whereas like when you're watching a show like Big Brother, you know, you fangirl if a Big Brother contestant favorites your tweets or acknowledges you or responds to your DM, but you really get to form a connection with these people who are playing the game. And as a viewer, you can personally impact the game with your, um, tweets and information that you put out there online, Um, which is actually another element of the game that separates it from um, a lot of other shows because the voyeurs are a huge part of the game. They watch everything as it happens and they tweet about the shit. They tweet their opinions and their point of view of the events that are occurring um, about the show as it's happening. And then when the night's over, the contestants can refer to Twitter and they can look at stuff and things can be exploited. And some voyeurs have learned um, how they can stir the pot by just tweeting fake information that may not even be true. So it's really interesting to know, or it's interesting as uh, a host to watch the players, you know, question, you know, the things that they see online, but, but also question it and be skeptical, but also believe it at the same time and, you know, be so conflicted um, because it's such a intensely paced game that, um, there's just i don't know it's just so overwhelming it's a sensory overload for them so how difficult is it to produce this show you uh you do it fairly often it's uh, like what every other month or so yeah i host a show every other month um i try to be consistent with that um sometimes granted there might be like an extra few weeks from the last time that i hosted it but I've been pretty consistent at hosting it um, at least every other month. Cool. So, so like, what's what? It, what is the process for producing the show? Like, what uh, what do you actually do day to day to make the show happen? So, when the show is actually happening, it really consumes me entirely. I um, am constantly editing videos. I'm constantly making graphics. I'm constantly trying to promote the show. Um, I plan everything ahead of time. So, luckily. There's that, but, um, there's a lot of, a lot of technical work that goes into it, uh, more than I think people anticipate just watching it from the outside. Yeah. How, like, do, uh, is this, uh, something that you are spending the majority of your time on like most of the time? Yeah. Right now I am full-time actively working on sequester. Wow. So, so you don't even have like another job at this point? No, I don't. Is that, is that, do you feel like that's sustainable for you? Is it, is it like, uh, lo- like lucrative enough? Do you make money off of it if you don't mind sharing? 
Yes, I do. Luckily, I do have a very supportive community. Um, there are patrons who um, pledge X amount of dollars every month to keep the show going and to support me and my efforts that I put into it. Um, so yeah, it is. It's good. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm not somebody who is trying to be a multi-millionaire right now. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this um, to provide an experience for people. Um, and also because it's something I genuinely enjoy. Um, I love the creativity of having to think of the different competitions and the different twists. And I love building up the skeleton of the game. Yeah. What did you, was there a moment where you, where you quit your job to, to go full time with sequester or yeah. was that something that, yeah. yeah. Um, when I moved to Chicago, I was still working for the company that I had worked for before I was on big brother. Um, and then I just decided that, you know, I'm going to just go for this. This is what I'm passionate about. Um, I'm sure it's risky, but I can always find another job. Um, I'm still utilizing my skills and improving my skills and exercising my skills and the career that I had before. Uh, but now I'm making videos for myself and my project and making graphics for myself and my project. So it's not like those talents, you know, are going to go to waste. Um, and if I needed to, I still have a really good relationship with um, the director of the company. So I could very easily go back. So I'm not like afraid or feel like an intense pressure to nece necessarily succeed overnight or anything. Um, but I have gradually seen growth every single time and it's been only a year. And now um, I just raised the funds to um, build the live action version of the game. Wow. wow. So it's, <laughs> it's manifesting itself offline into real life. And um, I essentially, I, I kind of get to recreate, you know, the whole experience again, um, but even better now because it's in person, it's in, it's in real life. It's a whole different experience, um, not on the computer. That's, I mean, that sounds awesome. Uh, and, and I, I mean, I can, I can absolutely re relate to, to your experience in terms of like, uh, I, I very recently sort of, uh, left my job, uh, to, to sort of pursue this, this podcasting thing. And, uh, it's, it's, it hasn't been too long, but I, it's definitely been a big change in terms of like how my life is being lived. And, uh, it feels very different for me with like where the majority of my work is focused on this thing that I'm very passionate about. Uh, and I, I have to imagine it feels the same for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know if you experienced it. Like it's a little bit scary at first when you leave stability, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you're every single day, you're working on something that you, you really love it's fine. You know, um, the sacrifices that you might have to make are fine. Um, maybe I can't shop as frivolously as I liked to <laughs> before when I was in a more stable position, but it's fine. You know, um, I I'm doing what I want and I'm staying afloat and I'm not losing money and it's, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. And like the, the way I looked at it was like, you know, it, the reason why I was spending money on frivolous things was because I wasn't happy with right. doing what I was doing. But like, I don't need money to buy lots of other things if I'm doing something that I really love, because then I'm just I'm happy day to day, which is so much uh, so much more fun. So uh, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really glad that uh, that you're able to uh, to do this with Sequester and very excited about hearing this uh, this new uh, set that you're building and, and the, the in-person uh, stuff. Um, I know, and I, I just, I know how passionate you are and I, and I think that it really comes off. I was just speaking to John Kraus, uh, this morning, he was on a big brother 19 live feed update with me. Uh, John Kraus from team robot from the, so you think you can podcast competition <laughs> and also from, uh, sequester, sequester. Uh, yes, a losing finalist, yes. John Kraus. He was. It was um, a close fight. It was a great fight. He was very it close. It was. He only lost by one yep. vote, right? Yeah. By one vote. Oh man. I, I feel like uh, if he had shaved the beard, he would have got the vote. I feel like that's all it would have taken. <laughs> and people really love the sans beard uh, version of John. Um, so, yeah. And, and yeah, he, had, he had nothing but great things to, to say about you uh, and just like uh, working with you and, and like uh, interacting with you um, on the show. He really enjoyed it. So 
I think uh, I think it really does just like the fact that you're so passionate about it. I think it really helps uh, both like your involvement with the people that are involved in and just like, you know, the show itself. Um, but tell me tell me about this new version that you're that you're concocting here, because this sounds even more fun to me than than what you've currently got going on. So and it is. It's so exciting. Um, so the environment that I want the physical manifestation of sequester to be a labyrinth. I, I don't want it to be like the brother where people are trapped in a house and they have all these comforts available to them. But, and I don't want it necessarily to be like survivor where you're living off the land and you're starving and you're hungry and you're uncomfortable 24 seven, um, physically. I want to find a balance. Um, and I love the idea of a labyrinth because to socialize, um, you, you have to constantly kind of be on your feet and it is constantly stimulating because there's all these walls between you and your opponents, right? There's all these different, just like there are all these layers to the game of sequester. Um, it kind of connects symbolically in that way. Um, and I don't even know if I want to market this experience as like a show, I want it to be just an experience. Eventually what I want to do is, is I want to put a calendar on the website and anyone who wants to come and play can just come. They can just book the dates that they want to come. It's like escape the room meets tough mutter. Um, it's like a hybrid of, of that and your favorite reality show, I guess. I, I, I have to say like when you're describing like it's, it's going to be like a labyrinth and you I, I read on, on the website that like, you know, you only get a certain amount of like like food that has to last you. And like, uh, you know, you're going to be like wandering around and trying to socialize and playing like it literally like adrenaline rushes into my body. And I'm like, yes, this sounds so cool. Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's like it's like every like young adult fan, like sci-fi novel that I've always loved, like it, coming into real life. I love it. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, survival is kind of the it is it is the one thing that we all uh, it's the one fantasy that we all entertain. I mean, it is the premise of almost every movie of every TV show, um, you know, that serve that element of survival you know what i mean and mm -hmm. now I, i'm creating an opportunity where you know if you're reading a book like the hunger games and you always imagined what it would be like to be in there and have to fend for yourself now is your chance you know you're not fighting people to the death but <laughs> you are fighting you are competing against people with your wits and um your strategic ability, your psychological ability, your physical ability, um, and just those strengths of you that you possess as a person, you know, it's going to challenge you and it's going to bring those things out of you. And it's going to force you to um, face those things and bring them out of you. So that way you can move on in the game. It, it sounds it sounds so cool. like uh, especially if you're going to do like a, like open it up. Uh, you, I think you'll you'll find me at your door at some point because um, it sounds it just sounds so fun. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Where can people find the information if they want to look this up or if they want to help make this a reality? Uh, what can they where can they go? Um, if you want to look up more information about the live action version of sequester, you can visit the sequester Patreon, which is patreon.com slash sequester. Um, if you want to find out more about the online version, you can just visit sequesteraccess.com. Um, there's all kinds of information and videos there and on YouTube. Um, you can even personally just DM me. Um, I'm very approachable. I'm very accessible. I get back to people you know, at a, a decent, in a decent amount of time. I can attest to that. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I try to be as receptive, um, communication wise as much as I can. And, um, I would love to talk to people about it. Awesome. So it, it, like explain to me your dream scenario. Like if you were like, like in the future, what does sequester look like for you? If like if everything goes right, it's it's essentially becomes your life's work. If it even is like, is it your life's work? I I don't know. I mean, I'm only 27 <laughs> years old, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully I, you know, I continue to thrive and who knows what the future has in store. But 
as far as my vision for the live action version, um, I hope that it really becomes something that I hope it becomes this immersive experience that people who love reality TV, who love science fiction, like you said, um, and have always fantasized, you know, being in the circumstance, you know, how would they do? Um, I, I hope this becomes like the outlet for them to really embark on that self-discovery, if you will, and um, can become that just just that experience that they that they that their heart desires. So is your goal maybe to someday like get this on TV or is your goal maybe more of like an escape the room kind of thing where you hope to like have multiple locations where you can play this sort of thing uh, or or is it both or neither? Uh, like, where do you see this going? You know, before, at the very beginning, I thought, wow, if this was a show, this would be crazy. But um, firsthand, I've witnessed like how much control you lose um, mm-hmm. to a network. And I can't imagine, you know, as a producer or a writer who is pitching to networks, you know, it really is all dependent on their approval. You know, everything is. And I don't want to sacrifice that control. You know, this is my pass- passion project. And it's not even, it's not for fame horse. Okay. It's not for <laughs> the people who want a platform and to get famous. It's for people who um, have that hunger inside of them and want an adventure and an experience and want to play a game. It's for the gamers. Um, So my goal is not to get it on TV. I don't even know if my goal is to stream it. Um, I I think I want to make it as accessible as possible. And I think um, casting for it and streaming it can make it even um, less accessible because then it kind of becomes a show again. Um, and I don't want it to just be a show. I want it to be an experience. I want it to be a, a, a space for people who can temporarily, you know, just for three and a half days, step outside of their reality and enter a, a whole new one, a sensory overload of awesomeness and intensity. And I want them to, I, I just, that's what I want. That's all I want. I, I I love it. It all comes back to the love of games. Uh, right. I love games too, and I, I really I really love this idea. So uh, I I hope it succeeds. Um, and uh, I I would love to, if you did decide to stream it. I would love to watch. Um, and I would of course also love to uh, to come and play at some point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could. I don't know. I if if there were like streamed versions and non-streamed versions, I'd probably choose the non-streamed versions because uh, I would absolutely embarrass myself in front of everyone that thought I would do well on this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't. Uh, so I can just go and pretend that I did really well. Uh, we'll keep that quiet. Um, but I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, and I, I've had such a great time talking to you, Audrey. Um, you're such, uh, you're just such a, a, an interesting person. And I feel like we, we relate on a lot of different things. So uh, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. Me too. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. All right. Uh, so if you want to uh, check out Audrey's sequester uh, show uh, or, or again, support her in any way, uh, as she mentioned, you can go to her website. Um, can they follow you on, on Twitter or is there any of, uh, anything that you want them to, uh, to follow you on there? Sure. If you want to follow me personally on everything, I am at Audrey M, but it is spelled O-D-D-R-E-Y-M. Um, shoot me a DM. Like I said, I'm, I'm a pretty accessible person and I love to talk to fans of Big Brother and fans of reality TV. And um, yeah, you can follow me there. If you want to follow Sequester, you can follow it on everything at Sequester Access. Awesome. Uh, and you can, of course, follow me at Armstrong Terran. You can find this podcast on iTunes. It's called The Terran Show. Uh, if you subscribe and rate it and review it, it's very, very helpful. Uh, as I mentioned, we, we made the, uh, the TV and film iTunes charts the other week. So that was that was awesome. That was so much fun. Yay, congratulations. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, I was honestly like totally surprised and shocked. I was like, uh, nobody's going to listen to like, nobody knows who Taryn is. Um, but man, people love the, the Brent episode in particular. Um, and everyone loved Ian, of course, because uh, who doesn't love Ian? Um, and I, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm, I'm expecting everyone to love this, uh, this, this episode, guys, because I loved it. So uh, you'd better give good feedback to me. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, the response has been amazing. We were live in New York. Like, 
last uh, just a few days ago, I guess. Um, and it, like it was a Big Brother show. And everyone that came up to me was like, Taryn, the Taryn show is great. Uh, it's so cool. And I was like, ah, I hate hearing that name. It's such a <laughs> why did I choose that name? Uh, <laughs> But uh, but thank you so much for everyone that, that's reached out. It's it's really meant uh, so much. Um, so the, the support has been amazing. Um, okay, let's come up with a hashtag uh, for this episode. Um, hashtag, do you have an idea? Hashtag no more Fs. Yes, perfect. Uh, hashtag no more Fs. Um, and I guess that'll just be uh, what should be EFF or just F. Uh, let's do EFF. All right. No more F's. E-F-F uh, is how you spell F's in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hashtag no more F's. We will see you next time. Simple guy with a simple face It's the Terran Show